I just love Christmas time. I think that Pastor Chris and Pastor Vicky gave a, a nice, concise, brief overview of Christmas. But you know, there's just something special about Christmas. There's something that goes right to the heart of each and every one of us, especially those of us who live in the Western world. You know, this morning I get the privilege of preaching the second sermon of our Advent series. You know, uh, Jordan preached last week on hope. I get the privilege of preaching on joy and I will be followed by Ash and Carmen on peace and love soon. But this morning, we're going to look at biblical joy. We're going to look at what is it? What is biblical joy? You know, we have so many definitions of joy and happiness going around. What is biblical joy? We're going to look at what its purpose is, and then we're going to look at how do I receive it? You might find out that's a bit of a trick question. But would you pray with me this morning as we start? Heavenly Father, right now I thank you that you equip me to preach this message, that this is a word in season, and that Lord, by the end of this message, we would have a better understanding of joy and of the purpose it plays in our walk of faith as we follow you. In your mighty name, Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Sweet. So as I was saying before, I love Christmas time. I work in retail. So Christmas is uh, December 1st is uh, the day that either there's three types of people. It's the day where you either love it, you hate it, or you're somewhere in between. And I say that because December 1st is the day when you walk into work in retail and the carols are blazing. The whole mood has changed in the store. The place I work, we get to decorate our costume. You might get a new outfit, you might get a new shirt to wear. There is just something special that happens on December 1st at work. And you know, when I, worked, when I walked into work on Tuesday afternoon, I walked in and the first thing I heard was the triumphant sound of Christmas carols, blurting over a secular uh, place. I won't say the place that I work, but it's a big company. Um, it's probably just about as far away from uh, the biblical values. It's just there for making money and putting people in a job. And I, I do love my place of work. But as I walked in this morning, uh, that, that afternoon, I came across the fact that there were carols blasting. And the first song that I heard was Joy to the World. You know, I was able to stand in uh, the aisle and sing and, and sing praises to God in a, in, a, in a work environment that probably wouldn't promote that even though they are playing the, in playing the carols. But, you know, it got me thinking about what is joy, not because I was preaching it, more so because I was in the middle of my place of work and at the place of work was blasting this song. And I got, uh, I went on the internet and was looking because we hear so many definitions of joy. We hear so many definitions of happiness. You know, some of the definitions that I found included triumphant, exultant, delight, elation, and happiness. And I came to the conclusion that there's sort of two different types or two different definitions of joy. There is a worldly definition and there is a biblical definition. 
You know, the worldly definition goes something along the lines of this. It says, worldly joy or happiness is a good feeling in the mind produced by something happening to us as dopamine and serotonin is released in the brain. You know, worldly joy requires something happening to us. And, you know, I wish that the Bible actually had a proverb or had something somewhere in it that said, joy is blank. Well, it's not blank. It's definitely got character. It's got substance to it. But joy is, I wish that there was just a definition of it, a complete one, and there really isn't. What there is, though, is there's, it, joy is defined by its characteristics. It's, by, it's defined by who it comes from. And I think that we are called then to put that together and come up with a definition for joy. And I think that John Pipper, the author and founder of DesireGod.com, it's a great website. It's got the Bible on there and a bunch of other um, information He gives a great definition. He says this. He says, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the word and in the world. You know, the biggest difference between the two is where joy comes from. You know, in our, in the worldly sense, it's a good feeling in the mind produced by things happening to us. And if we were to use that definition for 2020, let me tell you what, there has been a bunch of stuff that have happened to us that would not result in joy being the feeling and emotion that we come out the other side with. But let me encourage you this morning that Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as He causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the world and in the Word. But how do we know this? I think we know this because Galatians 5, 22 to 23 gives us the fruits of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. We cannot produce biblical joy on our own. Biblical joy is produced in us by the Holy Spirit. That means that whatever has come against you, whatever attacks from the enemy have happened this year, if you've lost your job, if you've felt sick, not felt sick, if you have fallen sick, if there has been death and decay and all these things going on around you, let me encourage you that there is hope and there is a future for you because there is joy that comes on the inside of you that is produced by the Holy Spirit. And Going back to my story of, of when I was at work, it got me thinking of the fact that why as Christians or why, is, why as people do we wait until Christmas comes to speak on joy? If joy is produced by the Holy Spirit in us, available to us, working each and every day as we cultivate a space for the Holy Spirit to live, breathe and move, why is it that we wait until Christmas time to speak on joy? And I think that it's a little bit to do with it is, is from John Pipper's definition of joy. I think that we get the fact that Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul compared to the mind and it's produced by the Holy Spirit. 
But sometimes what I think we forget to do is we forget this next part. As He causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the Word and in the world. You know, that's what Christmas is. Christmas is the beginning of the fulfilment of that promise that Christ would come, that there would be a saviour who would come born of a woman, who would come to earth to save God's people. And that is the fulfilment of the word. And then when we look at in the world, that's where he came. He came to the world. So maybe just maybe the reason why we wait until Christmas time is because God forces us to see his joy and to see what's happening. But what is the purpose of joy? What's the purpose of joy? I need a drink. Give me a sec. What is the purpose of joy? Why don't you just think on that for a moment? What is the purpose of joy when we live in a world of brokenness, when we live in a world of death and destruction? What is the purpose of joy? You know, sometimes I'll be honest with you, sometimes it's easier just to stay in bed and to be of this world and just to sit in it. But let me tell you this morning, there is hope for you because there is a purpose to joy. Joy has a purpose. You know, if you're looking for a new screensaver this morning, I'm not, I've got my wedding photo as uh, my screensaver, so I'm not looking for a new one. But if you are looking for a new one, let it be this Bible verse that I'm about to share with you. It is my favourite verse. It's something that continues to strive and continues to challenge and continues to encourage me. And it is this, it is Romans 15, 13. And it says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you joined us last week, you would know that Jordan preached on hope and he said a comment. He said something very prophetic and profound. He said that it is God's past faithfulness that gives us hope for the future. You know, I love that. I love that so much that I actually want to add to it and expand on it. And I want it, this is what I came up with. It's God's past faithfulness and continual filling of joy and peace by the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us belief and hope for a future in which God will do what he says he will do. How awesome is that? That joy is a gift to us, given that we would be able to see through towards a hope in a future that God has already told us. You know, joy is a gift from God with a purpose so that we would abound in hope for the future. I think, I like to think of joy like this. Joy is the vehicle that God uses to keep us on the path towards Him. He provides us with a vehicle in which to get, uh, for us to be able to get from where we are to where He's called us to be. And He doesn't just say, get there 
and it, like, once you get there, then I'll meet you there. No, He gives us the Holy Spirit in the meantime. And one of the fruits that the Holy Spirit produces in us is joy. And joy is something tangible. It's something physical. It's something you can see. It's felt in the soul. It's not up in the mind. It is felt in the soul and it's produced by the Holy Spirit to keep us being able to hope and believe for a future. And if there is any word for 2020, I think that that should be it, that we believe in a God who has a perfect future for us. We believe in a God who in the eventual, in the, in the end has the reconcile of heaven and earth coming together. And in the meantime, He gives us joy and peace. He gives us the fruit of the Spirit. He gives us His Holy Spirit, which produces fruits that we might be able to abound in hope and believe that what He said is true. I was then challenged with this question. Why do we wait until Christmas to celebrate joy, to celebrate Jesus? If joy is a fruit of the Spirit that comes from the inside of us, from an infilling of the Holy Spirit, why is it that we wait till December 1st to be full of joy? To, to get up and about, to, to all of a sudden, it's like a shift of season. If I was to have named this message, I would have called it joy. It's more than a season. So how do I receive joy? As I said earlier, it's a bit of a trick question because joy is a gift from God. It comes with the infilling of the Holy Spirit. If you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to provide an opportunity for you right now to say, sorry, God, for doing things my way. To say, thank you for dying on the cross for me. And then asking that He would come into our world and transform us from the inside out, producing fruits of His Spirit, including joy. So if that's you, there's a raise hand button in the chat right now. I would ask you to join us on this walk of faith and to press that button and to pray with me. Sorry for doing things my way. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please, come into my world and transform me from the inside out, filling me with your Holy Spirit and producing the fruits that we talked about earlier. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness and self-control. But for those of you who have already been filled with the Holy Spirit, I would encourage you with this piece of Scripture. It says in John 15, 13, it says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. I want, you, I want to encourage you this morning to let the Holy Spirit come on the inside of you, but then do as He's called you to do. Do the things that He's called you to do. Love one another as I have loved you. That when we do that, we create a space for His Spirit to dwell on the inside of us. We create a space for His fruits to be bared. 
I don't even know if that's how you'd say that, but that's what came to mind. It creates a space for His fruits to blossom in your world. So why don't you take that with you this morning? Don't just leave joy for Christmas time because it is a magnificent time of year. It's the coming of our Saviour. But take it into your everyday because joy comes from the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It is within you. You are strong enough. You are good enough with the Holy Spirit to get through this. Lord, I thank You for today. I thank You that You continue to fill Your people with joy, which is the only thing, well, which is one of the things that helps us get through to see Your goodness and faithfulness and to see the promises in which You've made. Thank you, Lord. Amen.